More like follow the yellow sick road. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh no, indeed. No. Yeah. We represent the hospital. Look, come on. <laughs> the hospital. You, you know what this is. Yes, I do. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Well, what's that? Emerald, Emerald City, man. Yep. Emerald City. It's we. You were there, and you were there. Yes. I had a dream. Yeah. And it me was that too. we were going to go to Emerald City. <laughs> and that dream died. It did. Yeah. But we learned that there was no place like your apartment <laughs> with duct tape and garbage bag seals over the door. <laughs> and, um, you know, three weeks of uh, Patriot rations. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, a, and a hazmat suit filled with Perel. Oh, right? very nice. You get in the yeah. suit, it's sealed up, then you get the, the hose in, and then, and then it's, you know. <laughs> It's like in Brazil when the guys, you know, the, the suits get filled, filled with crap. Uh-huh. This is Perel instead. It's okay. the opposite of crap. I, I, I gotcha. If Perel, Purell, am I even saying it right? I, I, if Purell, Purell whatever. has a diametric opposite. Crap. It's crap. I think you're right. I mean, it's clear stuff that sanitizes. So obviously crap. I like how you focus be... on, you, you put us in a position where we're going to describe crap as cloudy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Um. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops is right. Like we had made the horrible decision that we weren't going to go. And then the following day it came out that not canceled completely, but postponed until some unknown date in summer. What? No, no. We made the decision. Yes. Then they said. We're going to go forward with it. Well, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then a couple days later, it was like, all right, uh, it's going to be later. Yes. Um, We don't know later, when later. No. Uh, or how later. Right. Because uh, as we were talking off air, like, there's so much that goes into this. Like, they're going to have to rebook their guests and, you know. Oh, they're not going to rebook the same guests. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Be... It won't be the same guests. No. Like, you're going to go from... And I'm not saying this isn't an upgrade from Matt Smith to Sylvester McCoy or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they must have contingency plans. Mm. Even when you're planning something, and I've made this point before, I, that you can plan years in advance. Like you, yeah. Matt Smith booked for 2022, you know, Emerald City Comic Con. Mm -hmm. But you must have contingency plans if Matt Smith is out. Do we have a line on, you know, John Barrowman or just somebody right. that's in the same Some circle? Everybody else who was on Doctor Who. But know? they could have like a total, they could have a different like B team in yeah. this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go, um, well, we know that so-and-so has always done them before. Um, we've got a lot of local talent. G. Willow Wilson to put some slippers on and come down here. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I <laughs> like I'm sure mean. it'll be something. But yeah, their plan is to redo it at some time in the summer. And it's like, honey, I don't know if there's going to be any conventions in the summer. Yeah. Like we're already looking at our schedule as an enterprise and saying, um, do we go to anything that I know. is happening for the rest of the year? Right. Because what's... we don't know what's going to happen with the coronavirus. Like, is it going to go away? Is it going to get worse? Um, is it going to get meaner? Yeah, right. But he loves me. <laughs> he doesn't mean it. Whoa. I'm Whoa. just cough. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, look, it's uh, you, you, you come up with a metaphor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, 
it remains to be seen if they're they'll be able to pull it off in summer or they'll just cancel it again. Why why not just say we're not doing it this year? You know, we we really wanted to, but it's just not going to work out. Um, well, there are a lot of financial concerns, and yes. we will talk about some of those a little later in our news segment, but it's a rough decision. Oh, I know it's not easy. It's... And it doesn't affect just Read Pop, sure. who I would have to imagine as an organization um, who has a couple different sort of outings like this, mm-hmm. um, they wouldn't be left... They, they, you have to plan for something like this. Yeah, you do. That's kind of what you expect the um, advantage to be of being a corporate con and not sure. basically a, a volunteer con. An independent con like yeah. uh, Emerald City began. Yes. Um, that being said, none of that helps the people who were going to go there and exhibit their wares right. and rely on the con season as a source of income. Right. Uh, Going to be a lot of... Uh, Camilla Derrico unsold prints just yeah. laid up. Yeah. You know. I know that there were, and I don't know if this is still going to happen, but there were some artists who I saw who were going to be giving uh, certain discounts, maybe just like no shipping or handling or something like that for the weekend because they had, they had said previously, uh, like they decided around the same time we did or whatever, you know, I'm not going to go, mm-hmm. but I'll give my fans a discount on these days. Right. So. Well, uh, I will say that uh, March 12th through the 14th, there is an event. It's called the Very, Very Shopping Network. Okay. And it's going to be on Twitch. This, this sounds crazy. It it's going to be on Twitch. Okay. And it's going to be basically a uh, QVC style shopping network thing. Oh, my goodness. Where they are going to showcase artists, uh, you know, exhibitors and people from the show and give you a chance to, um, it's not call in, obviously, but I right. mean to go, oh, that looks pretty good. And then, you know, put your put your orders in and... It, it might destroy cons. Oh, no. This is a great idea. It has anybody out idea. done this before? I don't know if This is a fantastic has. idea. Yeah. Yeah. It is a fantastic idea. I Why would I ever go to a convention ever again? Yeah, right? Uh, that's a good question. Next up, we have a beautiful piece. It is by Robbie Robertson, <laughs> and it is Spider-Gwen <laughs> hanging upside down. Yeah, right. From a toilet or something. Uh, And only $24.99 for this great print (laughs) signed and numbered by the artist. Right, right. And that's all I got because I don't do that professionally. But But it is a neat idea. I'm I'm glad to hear that they're doing that. And I hope that does help support the artists, at least in some way. (sighs) Support us. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we're out. We're gonna get, I think, most of our money back for for what we spent um, spent um, in travel arrangements, but not all of it. No. And this is the first of possibly several hits that we're gonna take mm. uh, on this show, uh, not being able to go ourselves to some of these things. And we don't like really like sell merchandise necessarily, but it is uh, a place where we generate content and we make connections to other people and so it's an investment for us to go to a lot of these things Mm -hmm. and uh there's who knows how many we'll be able to go to so yeah i mean yeah check out the very very shopping network um i'll actually there's a twitch link that i'll put in the show notes okay cool uh and it of course features uh, emerald city comic-con artists writers and publishers but if you're looking to maybe help us out a little bit and throw us something that'll allow us to keep doing things, um, hopefully this year and also in the years to come, assuming any of us are alive after the yes. robot virus apocalypse. Yes. Uh, you can find our information at 
patreon.com forward slash just enough trope mm-hmm. and uh, become a member of the show or just contribute something one time. We would appreciate it. It would help keep us going and doing yes. this thing. Yes. Uh, what the, what this thing is the Just Enough Trope podcast. Yes. It's later and later every show. <laughs> I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mika Hanna. And we're here to talk about, well, what we just talked about. Yes. Uh, events in the world of comic books and nerd pop culture and the news from it. And we are also here to talk about a special comic today. Yes. Um, it's It was supposed to be to commemorate uh, our going to Emerald City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Now it just stands as what we're going to do instead of going to Emerald City Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Although we might be talking about uh, more comic material next week mm-hmm. uh, for the same reason. But uh, yeah, we're talking about a miniseries by DC Comics this yes. week from the team of Doug Braithwaite, Alex Ross, and Jim Kruger yes. called Justice. Yes. Or is it or just ice? I think it's just it's about Captain Cold. It's about it's called Just Ice. Oh my god, no. Captain Cold is in it. But That's right. <laughs> I know. But uh, I know I... what jokes I'm telling. <laughs> and it's a it's a special book. It's sort of um it's interesting because these that team has a long history together mm-hmm. um that we'll talk about. Uh, and during that segment, I guess. Sure. So we'll just save it for then. Okay, sounds good. How have you been? Um, other than our disappointment about our trip being canceled, I've been pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to stock up on stuff for our sick apocalypse. I don't know what do you want to call it. Um, uh, but, uh. The co-video killed the everyone star. No. The, um, yeah. Well, there you go. The, no, dumb. <laughs> um, the uh, viral apocalypse that's that's a real cnn there uh um, what else we got uh covid19 the Widowmaker. Th- there you go um, um uh like the Widowmaker. uh yeah not the fresh maker the um <laughs> um uh, wuhan cough you all in check oh my gosh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about that, talk about the news. Um, I want to talk real fast before we do any of that stuff. Uh, I wanted to mention the unhappy death of James Lipton, host yeah. of Inside the Actor's Studio. Yeah. A guy who John Cusack must have looked up to, uh, who kept that kept that hair game strong yeah. until the age of 93, to the point where you couldn't even... You go past a certain horizon or a threshold, and it's like I don't know. <laughs> it could be right. Yeah, I mean, it could be uh, seventy-five. Uh, he could be, uh, you know, Imhotep the, the the mummy. I don't know at this point, but uh, the guy was ageless and uh, had worked for so long at the Actors' Studio, yeah, for uh, Pace University in New York, and uh, yeah, was just for a lot of people, I think, a way into the world of not just movies and, and theater, but like inside of it you know, right inside of it talking to actors talking knowing what their favorite curse words were <laughs> yes. but also their experience in giving you know inspiration and information and support to all the people who you know were going in were in the acting program at the university right and then also smartly taking that and making it a, a program that other people could watch i know that Which as somebody smart. who grew up acting and, and went to school for acting we all watched the actor studio yeah for we sure just, yeah. yeah um and he was iconic and a, a great interviewer and uh I and a performer and a performer yeah. i i think he's a great you know is a great storyteller as well <laughs> and uh 
you know, knew how to hold his own as this kind of, you know, gregarious character. Um, and uh, Never gave up cards. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I mean, well, yeah, he always had his note cards, right? Oh, you're right. Yes, yeah. And I don't know physical, what the Pace yeah. University uh, AV staff is like, but, right. uh, you know, you could prompt her that, right? Like, oh, sure. I bet but, he didn't want to, though. Yeah, but when I, I remember that when we started this, you know, the first year or two, mm-hmm. I, I had note cards. Yeah. And yeah. now that I think about it, uh, probably a big part of that was... James Lipton. James Lipton. <laughs> Until I got tired of people looking at me funny because of the note cards, and then I was just like, I could probably just do this. Electronic, and then yeah, just yeah. do it off the cuff. But sure. uh, but yeah, I mean, guy knew his stuff, and it didn't matter. Sometimes some of the people they pull in, like okay, Robin Williams, definitely an actor. Mm-hmm. One, did he win that Oscar for? Yeah, he's an Oscar winning supporting actor. I, I think so. Yeah, and so that's that's a gimme, but it's also it's great because he's a guy who will entertain. But it's a guy who knows everybody. He's yeah. worked on a million different movies with a million different directors, and then you bring in. I don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow or something like sure. that. Sure. Who, no offense to Gwyneth Paltrow, who has also worked with a lot of people, I guess, but maybe at, you know, 32 is not like the most interesting <laughs> guest that we can have on. But yeah, it's... Fair, fair. You know, she's Gwyneth Paltrow, so right. she's famous. Right, And he would treat everybody with the same amount of respect. He would find stories within each of them. He understood that everybody has something, everybody, especially who has accomplished what a lot of these people have accomplished mm-hmm. has something to pass on to uh, to enrich, you know, the listeners and the people who want to do the same thing. Yes. Many of whom never will. Yeah, I know there's that clip of Bradley Cooper, you know, I asking Demiro's questions or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I mean, most of those people are not gonna <laughs> are, are <laughs> reach not necessarily that level. gonna follow those in the footsteps. Yeah. But they're gonna be working and they're gonna be remembering those lessons. And so, here's the thing. Hmm. Who's got the torch? Who got the torch? Oh, that's baby. a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know? Is it still going? I guess is another question. That actually, I don't know. I think that he had stopped fairly recently in I, the last couple of years. I read it was just last year. Oh, my God. Which is insane to Not me. a lot of people have a 92-year-old boss. Right? Um. So, I, yeah. I mean, it's not like there's no Jay Leno waiting in the wings mm-hmm. or a Chris Thiele. <laughs> It's a very specific reference. It is. Or a son of Sven Gulli. There you go. There Bring you it back. go. There you go. Uh, so hopefully somebody can jump on board and do that. What if it was Bradley Cooper? <laughs> what if he's like, I got the nomination. Uh, you know, uh-huh. I feel good about what uh-huh. I've done. I, I've directed. I uh, yeah. I led uh, uh, Lady Gaga to uh, to an Oscar. Did she get an Oscar? I don't think she got she a Golden did. Globe. Did okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I want to give back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he's Bradley Cooper in the actor studio. Sure. I guarantee that if he wants it, he could do it. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And beyond. Right. He would never stop doing that. If that's what he wants. If that's what he wants. Or just keep making kind of like okay movies. That you're also in. Yes. Yeah. Where a guy is like really good. I mean, he's he is the best at what he does. (laughs) But he's got problems. He's got some problems. He's gotta figure them out. Yeah. Every movie. Every movie. He's a chef. He's a a train driver right that was chris pine oh. uh what does he do he's he he, he works for the air force uh-huh this guy this guy's this guy's good yeah he's got problems so. <laughs> yeah. so anyway. i know i know let's it's talk about fun. the news all right 
Well, I got no time to die. What about you? No, I got no time to die. Well, good. So save up some time in yeah. November because right. that's when the new Bond movie's coming out. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, this is the first um, film that has been moved because of the coronavirus. And people think, mm-hmm. not know think yes that, that this might kick off a wave of movies that i was will be delayed i was suspecting that but i i'm kind of curious to see if and when that will happen i'm, I'm i guess uh just on the horizon looking at disney for for mulan because i gotta tell you i think oh they're going ahead are they yes That's i think confirmed I, yeah okay. I, I believe so and i think the reason is you'd say boy they really want that um Chinese market, mm-hmm. but don't just get it twisted just because it's a Mulan is Chinese that they're worried about the Chinese market. I think they always knew that the Chinese market was iffy because a lot sure. of Chinese people are like, you want us to make a movie about George Washington? Like, are you going to go run and see that? I don't think so. Fair. So they were never sure about, I mean, it's if a gigantic market. they were going to show up, yeah. You, you put it out anyway, but I don't think they were ever relying on it being like a really big hit. And so okay. if it, you know, it, I think many, if not all, the theaters are closed, they're just going to kick it down the road, but mm-hmm. they are keeping the release date, um, the American release date, as of okay. yet. Okay. Again, Emerald City. Right. Who knows? They could turn it around. Right. What I find ironic hmm. and doubly ironic because broccoli has a high iron content <laughs> is that the broccolis finally had the balls to move Bond out of November into this new fertile ground. You, yeah, April right. is blockbuster time now. It's so weird. Right. Thanks, Captain Marvel or Black right. Panther or whatever. You right. could release a blockbuster, you know, action movie before summer. Yeah. And then, bam, coronavirus. And then they moved it. In a James Bondian-esque plot. And right. now, whoop, right back to November. You know, when Bond movies week, come out. Even. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, so, wow, so, okay. It isn't like now the, we're on safe the virus. Yeah, right. Now we know where we are. It's not like yeah. the virus like came out in like November and they're like, we have to find some weird new time to put this movie out. They're like, no, right. no November. Just kidding. Right. Right. No. Fingers crossed it's gone by then. Right. Like, we have no idea what's going to happen. Which is, not, are we going to let it cover or color every story? Uh, I, I guess, hope not. I guess this is specifically about it. So okay. Get it yeah. out now. All right. Anyways. No, let's not. Let's talk about how South by Southwest is canceled. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> South by Southwest South is canceled. South by Southwest also uh, pulled an Emerald City and did uh, everything that they could to, you know. Wh- oh, We're still on schedule. Yeah. Blink-182 yeah. is canceled or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, Lionsgate's pulled out. Oh, my God, no. Uh, but, yeah, they eventually just said, you know what? Yeah, we're just going to cancel it. Do you recall when it was scheduled to be? Like, is it, was it like... Uh, March 13th to March 22nd. Oh, really? Yes. So it was just next week as yes. well. Okay. Okay. I had no idea when it was. <laughs> That's why you've All never right. been to South by Southwest. You're, I was in um, <coughs> Emerald City. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, boy. Oh, well. <coughs> uh, Excuse me. Yeah, that must be it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, and here's the bad news, and I hope this isn't true of Emerald City, but they don't tell anybody anything, so who knows. Hmm. Uh, South by Southwest was putting it off so long because they do not have the cancellation insurance related to a disease outbreak. So they're going to eat this whole thing. That stinks. Um, hopefully they can bounce back from it, I guess. Yeah, they have not, as far as I know, announced, you know, let's try to do this later. They're 
that's realistic. Yeah, I right. still don't know how the World City is going to pull this I, off. I don't know how they're going to do it either. But I mean, you, you have to start back I'd at zero. I'd love to see them uh, succeed at that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that's why they're pulling out. And it's not just a tragedy for um, South by Southwest or for the many exhibitors, uh, films, bands, mm-hmm. who had hoped to debut things there, or the right. fans who are not going to get to see um, those things. Right. Um, City of Austin suffers too. I heard oh, a sure, yeah. estimation that they were, you know... Th- they were estimating three hundred and fifty million dollars of revenue revenue would come in, uh, in just in that week period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is gone now. Yeah, no, I understand. So, that. Um, I mean, it's not my job, but I'm sure that there is a similar uh, thing to the very special sale that they're doing for Emerald City mm-hmm. on Twitch. So, mm-hmm. if there was a movie that you were looking forward to, if there was a band, who knows how much. Maybe it's a performer. How much sure. help does a band need? Rude right. Five doesn't need your help. But but if there's a performer, you know, or a musician that you were looking forward to, uh, go check out their website. Go check out their Twitter or something like that. There might be some way for you to give them some support. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a and really again, great idea. We're just one step closer to everything being in the Matrix, right? Yeah. I think you're probably right <laughs> about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I think that that that's a really good idea to, for people to go uh, check out the bands and stuff like that in their their uh, their Twitter and their homepage and like support them. We'll see. Uh, speaking of movies, it looks like Sony has got this thing on the rails. It's on track. Antonio Banderas is joining the Uncharted film. Oh my gosh! As who? <laughs> Do we know? Well, Do we have any idea? Let's let's take stock here, right? Okay, yep. So we've got Tom Holland yep. as teeny tiny Nathan Drake. Yes. You know, Nathan Drake's like, oh my God, Sully, I don't know what we're going to do now. And then Tom Holland's like, oh boy, I hope that we solve this mystery. Yeah. You know how that works? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Mark, 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 no, I had it right the first time. Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is on uh, board to play uh, the, the aforementioned Sully. Right. Um, it looks like we finally settled, and we'll see, on Ruben Fleischer as directing it. He's the director of Venom. Venom, Venom. Venom. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. Okay. Uh, so that's all there and together. And uh, yeah, we don't know who Tom Antonio Brenner is going to play. <laughs> Um, does I'm, Nathan Drake have a dad that's in the games? Does he have a family member that's in the games? Oh, well, that's complicated. Oh, okay. That's complicated. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't right. say no, right. but seeing as how he is a minority, I'm mm-hmm. um, just going to guess he's the bad guy, right? Great. Drake, Super you will never cool. find the Aztec gold or whatever. Oh, great. You know, <laughs> real sensitive, Sony. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, yeah. but no. I just want to get my licks in now. Fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could change that. You know, you don't have to make a minority the bad guy. Well, I'm not saying it is in the game necessarily. I'm just saying the way that the, 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 dumb movie companies work. Fair. It's like how uh, Jean, Jean Dujardin uh, was in The Artist, and it's like, well, I guess nominated for an Oscar. The Artist wins Best Picture. <laughs> Still not going to do something at all. I don't know. Uh, and it's like, let's go. We're gonna, you're going to see this guy play the, a Bond villain in a lot of films after this. Uh, he disappeared. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because it's we're like, things. French, it's, it's too white. It's too white of a bad guy. Wow. 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 He got to have kinky hair. Okay. All right. That's that's not true. <laughs> I think it's probably true. Oh, my goodness. And in more video game uh, becoming entertain- filmed entertainment news, it looks like The Last of Us, the video game The Last of Us, yes. has a series that is in development at HBO. I think I heard about that. And yeah. in charge of it will be 
Craig Mazin, the creator of Chernobyl. That seems odd. It, you know what? Yeah. It doesn't. You don't think so? I can see somebody hanging themselves in uh, Last of Us. Uh, You've got a depressing video game, which yeah, does have okay. action, but honestly, people come for the, the characters and I think the story to it. Yeah. And you and Chernobyl is historical, but is also fits that I think a lot of people talking wordly about something and then moments of quote unquote action where the helicopters are flying over the pile or you know whatever we got to put these suits on we got to shoot some dogs or whatever yeah. i think it i think it's a good fit now i don't really like last of us the, the game all right. that much I, and okay. i really don't like Chern chernobyl but this is synergy i think this is a good fit okay what do you think um i mean you you i think you convinced me uh um, oh you're on board uh i I uh, don't know much about Last of Us. I know you're not a fan, so uh, I, I guess I just haven't Do you want to really... know? Become sure. informed. Sure. A zombie outbreak devastates the nation. Let me continue. Okay. It's zombies, technically, but it is a, um, it is a uh, fungal infection. Okay. So it's based on this idea. There's a, there's a fungal infection called... Um, Cordyceps, which infects ants. Okay. It gets in their brain. Sure. And it makes, it grows like an antenna, like horns out of their brain. Okay. And it, it compels them to climb to the top of um, grass leaves or roots or whatever. All right. Then ruminants like cows eat, eat the grass. And they're more likely to be eaten by the cow if they're on top of the grass. Then that makes the ant get digested by the cow and the oh. microorganisms in the ant then introduce into the cow system and it begins that that's the next part of its life cycle. And it's like, you crazy God, you crazy for this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who would come up with this? So so that so that's a real thing. Yeah. Okay. And and that's what the, the game is based on. So what is then... this? Uh it's gonna be called an ant. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be able to lift a hundred times its own weight. No, no, and check this out. It can get sick in its brain, and then a cow will eat it, and then the things inside it will be able to God, God, you gotta stop these vendors, man. You gotta stop this. Stop it. First the platypus. Wow. Now this. Yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway. Um, okay. Now and then twenty years later after the outbreak, the earth is, you know, having trouble, the nations are shattered, and one man must shepherd a girl who can't get the virus for some reason. It's not a virus. It's a fungus. Uh, she might hold the key to the blah, blah, blah. To saving it's everybody? Not, I mean, it's, I don't think, think it's particularly original, but it's how you commit to it, and it commits to it. Like, there is, oh, sure. there's a lot of, like, um, boy, John Barenthal would be great as uh, as Joel, because there's a lot of, like, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. Okay, is, is the girl his daughter or? Uh, yes, Ellen Page is. I mean, uh, Ellie is his daughter. Um, yeah. yeah, played by Ellen Page in the video game. This, right? I think she sued them because. Or or was it not played by her? No, it's no, just... it's not played by her. Oh, it just looked it's, like. I don't her. know who the body is, but the voice is the girl from the Avengers, who was the little girl on Growing Pains, whatever her name is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. All right. But huh. her likeness is so Ellen Page-ish. And this is the same time that they're making um, the Ellen Page game, Beyond Two Souls. Right. And I think somebody was like, uh, knock, knock. Yeah. What, what's going on here? Right, right. Uh, if I were her, I'd probably be a little upset, too. But uh, 
I don't think Ellen Page is going to make another video game. I think we, uh, I think we sealed that one up. Ah, uh, yeah, probably not. Somebody who should make a video game, yeah, but just keeps making things I don't want to watch. Oh boy, is Taiko Waititi? Uh, yeah. What about him? He's making two Karenum two Charlie and the Chocolate Factory animated series for Netflix. Why two? I don't understand this. This does just does not compute to me. I understand one, but why two? And what is, are they going to be flip sides of each other? Like, what is, what is the point? Basically, it's just, you know, if you were going to have a chocolate factory universe, mm-hmm. the CFU. Sure. See if I care. Uh, see if you don't fall asleep watching this. Uh, you could just have, you know. Well, one day we'll follow this part. Then we're going to find out how the fudge is made. Then we're going to go over sure. here. Yeah, then yeah, we're yeah. going to show them building the boat the, that they ride. Sure. And then we're going to talk right. to the Oompa Loompas. But that's and... not what this is. Right. One is going to be based on the world of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, I believe the films and not the books, but we'll see. Okay. It's all fair game. And the other is based on the Oompa Loompas. Specifically the Oompa Loompas. Who had, there is, there is rich rich soil for stories there is there no there isn't because they just march around and sing and i think they prove that in the tim burton one where they have like a flashback where he discovers the oompa loompas and is like we don't we don't need to know that oh i guess i'll enslave you all no we don't you know we we don't we don't need to know that they can be the greek chorus and i want to throw something out there for james doll uh roll doll excuse me who was a crazy anti-semite but um so i've heard is in a lot of ways um one of the guys responsible for helping us win World War II with his penis. Look it up. Oh my gosh, weird. Um, I James and the Giant Peach love it. Although yeah. now that I think about it, some of those bugs were probably anti-Semitic caricatures. Uh, <laughs> the witches, great. Yeah, but I think all the Cadbury cream is out of this egg. Okay. How many more times can, can we, we go do... back to the factory? Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. The pump. Yeah. She dry. Yeah. Aren't no there no like, chocolate coming through there. Aren't there technically like two books? Like it, one is Charlie and Chocolate Factory. There's a couple. And one is like the glass elevator. Or Maybe there's just like two. That. Yeah. There's a glass elevator. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I still. Mm. Uh, I, I, I think I'm with you. I I believe I did I'm three see for the. Three. I did see the Tim Burton one, but I was like, I don't know why I saw it. And I, I didn't really like it that much. I mean, the first one is a classic. And why why would you try to do anything after that? I just don't even know um, why you would try to do it again. So uh, here we go. Two animated series that I nobody asked for. So Somebody stick a microphone in Gene Wilder's face and see oh if boy. he's still <laughs> channeling the Dalai Lama. Oh, boy. That guy is just like, <laughs> just so, I feel like there's so many things that he could say. Yeah. Have they remade Stir Crazy yet? Probably in a, in a I, fashion, I, right? I, I, I don't, don't think they ever they called have. it Stir Crazy. Yeah. Um, or um, what's the see no evil, hear no evil, right? Have they done that one? Anyway, I don't know. all I'm saying is they want to remake Blazing Saddles, and this guy, he he he's checked out. He does not care. But every once in a while, he does something like well, he, I don't think he ever did the actor studio, but he'll do like an interview for sure. an institution or something. And of course, he knows what they're going to ask him. He's like, "Oh, is when you're doing Blazing Saddles," and he's just like, "Well, you know, we worked very hard on Blazing Saddles or whatever." And he's yeah, and he's always right. nice, and he's always but like, what's going to push this guy too far? <laughs> 
right? Rambo style. He put his wife in the ground, you know, like 20 <laughs> I, years ago. I know. And he's still going. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. First <sighs> nougat. First nougat. <laughs> <laughs> Write that one down. (laughs) (laughs) They drew first nougat. Does a flip (laughs) with a cane. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Pushing too far. Uh, What else is going on? Uh, Let's get over to the world of Disney. Okay. Disney Plus is planning, uh, according to rumors, a prequel series to Beauty and the Beast with Josh Gad and Luke Evans reprising their roles as LeFou. And Gaston, respectively. Yeah. Uh, can I say, I have seen the live-action Beauty and the Beast. It was okay. Uh, don't, not really interested in seeing uh, uh, more from these two. <laughs> so, thank you very much, Disney. Goodbye. Um, Is it the fact or idea that... Because remember, uh, they also wanted to do... I think it was a film, but it probably would have became a series... Uh, about um, the weird Norwegian prince character that they added yes, to. I remember that. For uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. yeah. So why is it like, wow, wow, a movie with minority leads, you know, set in right. uh, Saudi Arabia or whatever, makes a billion and a half dollars. Here's the lesson we learned. Take that white guy. Get that blonde guy. I the, know. The him with the blue eyes. Get yeah. him out here. We're going to make a whole franchise based on him. And instead, you've got Beauty of the Beast, you've got, you know, Emma Watson or whatever. You've got yes. a, 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 one of the first Disney hero, uh, females, heroes with real agency who likes right. reading. That's that's the lowest bar. Yes. She likes to read. Yes. So good job. Yeah, um, I know. What's that asshole and his little friend doing? I know. I know. And then I think you also mentioned to me. Because the, there was a big deal in, in the film that they made LeFou gay. <laughs> I think... I think he accidentally dances with somebody, like, right. during a musical number. So now he's gay. Right. But, like, they're going to, like, not focus on that for the TV show? Or oh, no. Just, I don't... You, you don't know? I, no. I just... Okay. I think that they will walk him being gay back in the show. Oh, I see. Because if you won't put Love, Victor on Disney+, Plus, you're not going to have LeFou... Just running through dudes on, <laughs> on Disney Plus. It's just yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I kind of like. Wh- what are you gonna do with the characters? I mean, this is a prequel, so it's just gonna be. I mean, Gaston is an, a jerk, and LeFou. Gaston like, has no him. muscles. <laughs> we f- see how he got his muscles. We see how he we got his find muscles. out how he became exceptionally good at expectorating, and. The, the bitches that follow him around, they they don't haven't had a glow up yet either, right? Uh-huh. They're, mm, you put it in high school, don't you? Yeah, Shit. well. Yeah, you Hercules it. Uh-huh. You put them all in high school. Great. Yep, that's what it is. I hate it. Uh, me too. You're welcome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so they're all like bookish, but we'll find out how they get their uh, their blonde hair and their big tits and how they learn how to sing and everything. And uh-huh. Yeah. Disney Plus is not... A lot of people think it's not doing well. Now, here's the here's the secret. It doesn't have to do well. It's Disney. No, you're people right. People will always come. There is no bar. There's no motivation for them to be any good. But no. they're not doing very good. Mm. They've got only PG-13 movies. Mm-hmm. So out of 
you know, the Fox library and then, you know, Touchstone, Hollywood, whatever, you know, Disney. So there's no Ishtar. There's no Ishtar. Uh, yeah. Uh, they don't have any of that stuff. Sending something to Hulu feels like sending it to Siberia. Ask. It feels like a demotion. Ask Lizzie McGuire. Right. And yeah, just there's no there's no plan. And so maybe yeah. that was like maybe Bob maybe it's Bob Iger's fault. Maybe it was just we gotta go we gotta foot on foot in the game. Yeah. And then we did, and he had no other plan. And the new guy might have a plan, but I hmm. uh, yeah it remains to be seen. I don't know. Um, I mean, basically, where are these Marvel shows? Yeah, I know. Where are these Marvel shows? We don't have release dates yet. I mean, we had the Mandalorian that was really popular. Um, yeah, but that I think is been the biggest success of all of their uh created content so far and i know they it have was the only killer app it's, it's their halo it's it's yes. all they had on the original xbox and they put it in the hands of a guy who had already done his time making marvel blockbuster films as right. well and yes. so yeah but they, i ugh. i feel like wandavision they i know wandavision I, I feel like they should have other big hitters up sooner than they are yeah you know so well here's a big hitter yeah she hulk Yes, She-Hulk. What do you think about that? Uh, looking forward to it. She-Hulk in its development continues apace, mm-hmm. uh, except for the fact that we don't know who's playing She-Hulk, although as we've said on a previous show, uh, it is rumored that Alison Brie's being look at, looked at or an Alison Brie type. Yes. Give me three Alison Brie types. Go. Oh, boy. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I was just going to say that because somebody <laughs> said, like, we, yeah, mm-hmm, likened them to, to each other. Um, who who else? Uh, you know who you know who is or who? is trying to be who? Uh, Br- Brigitte Hilan or whatever the oh. star of Great News. Oh sure, yeah, who yeah, was yeah. um? She was the she's gonna cast a spell in your dick. Uh, from Wichita, remember uh, Love? What what? Let's okay. Now I'm gonna take it out and put it in forward order. Okay. Free free my free brew. Judd Apatow yes. has, that was like uh, in the in World War II, they'd have a garbage uh, portion of the message that didn't mean anything. And then there came the real message and then more garbage to throw off the code breakers. <laughs> so that's what that was. Judd Apatow uh, created a show for Netflix called Love. Yes. Which isn't any good. No. Because. And Julian Jacobs. If you can't. It. Yeah. <laughs> because it can't be all dick jokes. And so I've got no material. Yeah. But yeah. Julian Jacobs and um, uh, Rust, uh, Paul Rust is, are in it. And the, in the first season, I think it is, he ends up, he is a writer. Actually, he's like a tutor, on-set tutor for the kids. Yes. On this show, Wichita, which oh, is a parody yeah. of a CW show. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Is, that's not parody, man. <laughs> that could just be, you should have sold that as a show. Right. You'd be rich now. But anyway, um, and so one of the minor stars on the show, he ends up like getting into a relationship with her and she turns out to be crazy because... Bitches be crazy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which is like a nice job. But anyway, yeah. The same actress from Great News? Yeah, she okay. is on Great News. Okay, gotcha. Fuckage blorp. Fucking blorp. What? That was the n- nonsense oh, at the end of the code. Oh, 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 okay. oh, oh We were paying okay. attention to that job. Oh, That's fine. Okay. No, I was, but I. Uh, anyway, zoop, 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 zoop. Rewind. Uh, yeah, I think that she's got a Alison Brie energy. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Um, How about one more? I don't think we can do three. Uh, what? What is uh, the the actress who's the main? And actress? I'll put this out there. Whoa! Doesn't have to be white. Okay. Crazy, well, huh? I was crazy. Okay. Um, I was. Thinking... She's already a woman of color. I'll let you talk. Sorry. Wow. 
I, I just was thinking maybe the main actress from like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend or something like that. Uh, is that too sing-alongy? Um, you know, it, um, if they were going to just go, because here's the deal. She-Hulk is not serious. No. She's had she's like silly. five different uh, series. Um, they all are fourth wall breaking. She was sort of like a Deadpool before sure. Deadpool became that. Mm-hmm. and was just a Rob Liefeld creation. Um, and I think doing a musical would really fit. If they wanted to go full musical, I'd say get Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, but I don't know. They're not going to do that. And no. it might be a lot to swallow. Okay. Um, you don't have to think of it. That's two. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, they're, they're casting a character named Meg is what I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> casting a character named Meg who is 29 to 35 year old range. That's a real thin range. And I guarantee... Every actress will not be the age they tell you they are oh, for whatever reasons no. they have personally. Yep. Yep. But we are guessing that uh, this will be um, something of a, a like a rival maybe. Because I'm thinking like yeah. 29 to 35, that's like the bitchy uh, opposing counsel. Right. Know? That's the DA if, yeah. if Jen uh, is the uh, is the defense. Sure. Absolutely. And we're at casting another one called Best Friend in the 26 to 28-year-old range. Again, that is... That's a lot thinner than you'd think it is. That, that is razor thin. That is very in thin. Hollywood. Wow. Uh, and Two people years. are guessing that this might be Jill Stevens, who is a long-running um, character, Jen's friend in the uh, in the book. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, maybe they didn't want to give it away, so they just named it Best Friend. Yes. Uh, okay. And, and we've jettisoned, I believe, the Netflix continuity at this point. So there's not no no Patsy Walker, none of that stuff. Okay. It's too bad. Yeah. Um. Would have been cool if there could have been some crossover there. But. Here, I don't think there's going to be any crossover. Yeah, I know. Except for very minor characters. This will be like when Bendis is writing Alias and it's like, yeah, you can have D-Man. It's like, great. <laughs> Here are some She-Hulk plots. She-Hulk defends D-Man. Right, right, right. <laughs> D-Man is, uh, gets, uh, he gets hit for a indecent exposure bid and uh, we've got to find out that he thought that he was um, scaring away Thanos with his genital warts or something like that whoa uh this is a game on hulu yeah. uh right 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 too risky she hulk defends plus. red sonia disney plus there you red go red sonia is chasing cullen goth and she falls through a time portal ends up in new york accidentally steals a, a cop's horse right sure and then she gets taken in and she hulk's got a defender sure i can see that you do one uh oh boy uh so minor marvel characters um really minor uh wow um i was gonna say like um iron fist is fighting some guys and he gets transported somewhere else and he continues his fight but it was innocent people instead of hoodlums (laughs) and then she has to defend him (laughs) we get we get iron iron fist on 328 counts of assault It's just like he thought it was. Yeah, there you go. Uh, somebody uh, did some illusions. He thought it was uh, a ninja gathering. Yes, and it was a farmers market. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, but I think Danny's got his own lawyers, right? Depends he on probably people... has Daredevil, like, well, you know, uh, you know defending <laughs> him. He's like, uh, oh boy, I don't, <laughs> even I can see you're not going to win this one. <laughs> I'm going to pass. Shun, this one seems like one for you. <laughs> Here's my last pitch. Uh, Ghost Rider has like a lot of parking tickets, like a lot. <laughs> uh, on the other side of the aisle, looks like James Wan is going to team with Universal for a monster movie 
possibly in the dark universe. Oh. They okay. did it. You son of a bitch. I'm in. You did it. You yeah. re- you brought the dark universe back I to a point where the balloon is very big now and very ready to burst again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I-, I didn't know they could do it. Honestly, I mean, I- I've heard Invisible Man, like, huge hit. So. Uh, it's a, you know, 57 million worldwide on a $6 million budget yeah. is a huge hit. That is crazy. Yeah, but, like, the room costs more than Invisible Man. Fair. So, Fair. You know, that's a that's a marginal. Hit, we're not going to keep spending six million to make fifty million. We're not going to keep doing that. Yeah, uh, I don't think anybody fair. knows uh, what he's doing yet, but he is going to be producing it himself. Uh, Robbie Thompson is writing the script. It's not anybody that you really know. He did some Netflix shows, basically. Okay. Who needs a script? <laughs> uh, and of course, they are looking to bounce back from the um, sort of mummy debacle, and you know, also the original Mummy Three didn't do good. Yeah, um, Van Helsing. This they've this this they've, has been failing for a while. Yeah, yeah. So they got their work cut out for them. Yeah, um, I I'm guessing it's not going to be Mummy. I'm trying to think what it could be. Um, what are some classic Black Lagoon? Black Lagoon. Yeah, oh, he I had that whole that. segment in Aquaman where they went they fought the fish creatures or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think he was sort of like auditioning for a Black Lagoon movie. Oh. Okay, sure. I could see that. That'd be kind of cool. That's going to happen. Okay. Let's get your thoughts on some stuff and then we're going to wrap up. All right. What do you think about Gina Torres? That, uh, you know who it is. Okay. (laughs) Wait, wait. Do I know who it is? Gina Torres. Yes. She's witchy, witchy woman. Witchy woman. She's, she's poodle too. She's. Look, man, I can't, I can't say you. Wash's wife, but I don't remember the character's name from oh, Firefly oh, because right. Firefly was on 20 years ago. All right. I know who you're talking about. <sighs> breathe. 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 Firefly was on a long time ago. It guys. was. It was. Uh, she is going to be uh, leading the cast of The Brides, a supernatural show on ABC, okay. which is a reimagining of Dracula. Okay. So they're going to be vampires, I'm guessing? Well, and you like... remember that the... Brides of Dracula are characters that appear in Bram Stoker's novel. Yes. And yes. most adaptations like Van Helsing. Here's yeah. the kicker. It's going to be developed by Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and Riverdale executive producer Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and okay. Berlanti Productions. So wow. you did it. 20. All. You got a ring for every finger and every toe. Berlanti. Greg. When yeah. is it going to stop? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get this man. Okay. Stop him. Trink so- him. So it's going to be kind of in the vein of Sabrina then, uh, except vampires and not witches. Yeah. Vampires with cell phones. Um, That could be good. Uh, she yeah. said it's going to be good. I, 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 I think, <laughs> well, I, I think it has the potential to be good. Um, I, I like Gina Torres, so it's good to see her working. Zoe. Uh, yeah. There. Wow. There. That's, that's her name. That's too long. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, so. I want to see Chilly Adventures of Sabrina. All right. All right. She's just using ingredients. <laughs> I have Newt. Hot. You need some sour cream for this one. Uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo is out for the PS4. I believe that you've seen some of the footage. What do you think? I have. Um. Well, looks good. I guess I... I probably don't have as strong of opinion as you do because I don't know that I've 
really seen a whole lot of the games before. Like, I am aware of Final Fantasy. I know it's a big deal. Um, I know it's kind of done in, like, an anime-type style, but I don't really know that much about the story. Well, there's a big departure in this one. The characters' heads will not be 50% of their body mass. Comment. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think it looks great. Um, we'll see if, if the mechanics, like work well in the game itself the demo they've already used these mechanics in 15 basically this is basically like what 15 was okay um so it's tested i mean i think it 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 is a little challenging but but that's probably something that you want in a video game you don't want it to be boring you would see there there were this is back at the time where uh final fantasy 7 in 1996 or 7 i think it was when it came out um where they would have gameplay and then full motion video. So you would watch like this epic thing, you know, a computer generated airship would fly through and Sephiroth would cut somebody's head off. And then you cut to these kind of sprite graphics, sure. which which were on animated back 2D backgrounds, which was the sort of distinction of what um, set Final Fantasy VII apart. We've now, re- but so there was a different, there was just a discrepancy in graphics is what I'm saying. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now we've reached the point where the, on screen, on uh, the play graphics are, don't have to be any different, really, than what you actually see. Mm. And in a lot of ways, it's the real merger of what Final Fantasy VII did and was trying to do in a lot of its sequences. Because you would have a thing like um, the opening sequence is very, very uh, similar to um, the old one in the remake, where you pull out, you see the whole city, you know, of Midgar. Yes. And then you start to sort of push in and you cut to like a train, train. you know, and then it sort of cross cuts back and forth. And then in the old PS1 game, they would have, um, you know, rendered graphics of a train moving up that was sort of sliding into a background that was pre-rendered, but you couldn't really tell. So you'd have mm. moving elements. and It's sort of like the opposite of like when <clears> you <throat> see Scooby-Doo and Shaggy run from a monster and there's one rock that's like different color than the rest. And uh-huh. it's like, oh, that rock's going to move because that's on a different animation cell, right? Right. It, this is the opposite. It's like you have moving parts that shouldn't be part of this pre-rendered background, but was sort of like move into it and then become integrated in it. Um, this gets a, rid of that totally because now there's no line between what you would have for a cutscene, essentially, sure. and the graphics you'd have for play. Sure. So yeah. it's really like this. I'm not. Look, I love Final Fantasy VII. I've I've played the demo. I think it's I think it's fine. Um, I don't know. You don't know. I'm gonna play it and review it. So why okay. why give my early review? All right. Fair. But I will say that this it, this is what they would have made if they could. Yeah. Back and I don't then, know the full yeah. details. I'm sure many of the people you know who are on the team are working on other stuff, but I'm sure there's some point of connection to the original team. Possibly the original director is directing this one again, but it's in the right hands. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, whether you could take, whether it's the same game still. Oh, sure. I, Final yeah. Fantasy VII was very, um, boy, this is supposed to be your opinion. I'm really, apparently I wanted to say something about it. It is... It's very standout because even for the late 90s, it was ahead of its time in terms of what you could do. And it shaped what RPGs would be for a long time. Oh, yeah. But it's the old dog now in 2020. Mm -hmm. And so they're giving us a shiny. We took the dog to the to the store and got him the ribbons in his hair and a nice cream rinse on his coat. But it's still the old dog. So Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see. Okay. Well, what do you think? Like. I mean, how do you think it compares to like like the the remake of um, 
You didn't uh, even ask me that. Uh, about, uh, wow. Resident, Resident Evil? Evil. Resident Evil 2. two. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Wow. Um, that's hard to say. It's hard to say. I have the same, same disappointments. Oh, okay. I never thought... I never knew, you know, there are pixel graphics before. Yeah. Now they're, you know, high res. Right. I never knew everybody was so smooth. <laughs> Everyone's so smooth. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I like the bad voice acting. I thought it gave it character. <laughs> now it's just some guy it that's does. like, we got to solve this mystery. And it's like, whatever. But we'll see. Three's coming out pretty soon. And right. I'll definitely uh, be talking about that. And uh, last thing for you, uh, the new Batmobile. You've seen it. Talk about it. I have seen it, and I think you and I kind of agreed. It just looks like a black, like, uh, 50s, 60s, like, sports car with, like, fins on it and red lights. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, you know, I mean... I guess we've seen cars that look like tanks and we've seen cars that, you know, look like a souped up Batmobile. And this is a little different and I don't have a problem with it being different. I just don't know that it invokes the idea of the Batmobile. When you say it's a choice, is that good or bad? Or is that kind of like saying, tell me how you really feel? A statement that has no value. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's kind of like the the latter. Um, Because like when they made the Tumblr... Which was there? There, I don't. I'm not saying there's a thing that jumps like canyons or whatever, but it was was based on a real concept car or something. I think. Anyway, I the know. thing is, like, you can have a car that is maybe it's shiny or maybe it's not shiny, right? And maybe the fins are two feet, maybe they're three feet. But when they came up with the tumbler for like the Chris Nolan Batman movie, it was like, oh, you've done something else here. Like you right. have said, forget everything you know. Let's give this Batman something that you know is works for him right and this just i i don't know we all know batman better than anybody else right how old is how old is matt reeves i bet i'm older than he is so i'm gonna say without reservation i know batman better than matt reeves does i don't think that that means that he can't make a a good movie about it right, right. but he can't fool anybody all you can do is just Cut, just go off in one direction i feel like okay here's what i'm saying i've seen a million batmobiles and i feel like they're all directions on a compass rose yeah yeah, yeah. You know, north south east west northwest whatever and i felt like the tumbler was like going off of the map it was not in a direction it was behind the map it was uh-huh. in front of the map or uh-huh. something like that this to me just feels like stripped down and if that yes. direction is south southeast is stripped down they want to strip it down this is clearly like an origin story for batman right so he just went out and got a supercharged car and put fins on it and it's got windshield wipers now this doesn't seem like a big deal (laughs) but it has windshield wipers it you're not i don't know like you're supposed to think that the batmobile was like a vehicle designed specially to have a purpose yeah 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 or multiple purposes but yeah this does just feel it's got like door handles and windshield wipers you can imagine him rolling the the window down and ordering McDonald's and stuff like that. And it's not supposed to, yes, it's a car, but it's not supposed to feel like a car. That's how I feel. I, Although yes. if you go back to the old 60s show, it is an old, you know, Chrysler something or other that's modified. Well, it's got, okay. it's got red accents, you know, so maybe they are literally trying to invoke that yes. idea. All right. I mean, it's cool looking it, it, and it's it got a cool V12 in the pack. Right. But you know, I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, it's fine. But yeah. I mean, every everything that we have seen of this new Batman is already spilling the beans. Why do you do it? 
Mm-hmm. Why do you spill his beans? Oh. <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. I know what you're doing now. Right, anyway, uh, about <laughs> what the new Batman movie in Aesthetic is going to be like, and it's going to be right. You know, you're one stripped down. It's your one. I don't know. Yeah. Do Do you feel like the Batmobile is 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 supposed to be kind of like utilitarian? Like it's supposed to be like his bat belt. And, but, but, you know, like not only does it, uh, pare down to be a scooter, it also You asked cool. and we're so, well, we're not that bad. We won't be able to talk about the real Batman in this comic book for very long, but you, you asked for it. You're going to get it. Okay. The utility belt represents his versatility and the fact that sure. he is ready for anything. Absolutely. The Batmobile represents his, the, the strength of his. I don't want to say wealth because that is rightly, I think, charged in this day and age. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it represents his resources. Do you know what I mean? This guy has sure. – everybody's yeah. got a car. Two-Face is driving away. His car is nice on one side, bad on the other or whatever. <laughs> sure. But like Batman has a car that has a jet engine in it. And he's going to catch you and then you're going to try to jump off a thing and he, the car is going to grow wings and it's going to fly. And it represents like his resources and his inevitability. Mm-hmm. That's how I see the Batmobile and the – utility belt in batman okay all right well i'm glad i asked that was that was a <laughs> yeah, i got thoughts yeah <laughs> i also have thoughts about one more thing and that is that it was announced the other day mm-hmm. that amazon is bringing back the canadian sketch series the kids in the hall oh yes i heard about this um, which means i've waited for, i've literally waited my entire broadcasting career but we're gonna talk about brain candy soon Okay. It's going to sure. happen. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that. So, yeah. We're going to do a whole uh, Just Enough Trope Brain Candy Week. Okay. We're going to talk about it on Crafted Services. We're oh going to talk gosh. about it on backtracking. We're going to talk about on enterprising individuals because <laughs> Scott Thompson was in that episode of Voyager. Oh, there you go. There you go. Going around the horn. Um, One of my favorite sketches from that was like, I'm going to shake her head. Yeah. Well, then, yeah we're definitely going to do that again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're going to do political stuff. They're going to have to. Yes. Can you believe that Scott Thompson is going to still play the same queen that he played on the old show? <laughs> still going to be the yeah, queen. Oh, yeah. I mean, sorry. Just in case anybody doesn't know what I mean. I mean, like Queen Elizabeth II. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Don't get it confused. Um, and we're going to have to have a Trump. And you would say, well, clearly Mark's going to play Trump. But I think it should be Bruce. Okay. That Bruce... Has the way that Bruce plays these characters, like Grievo, for instance, from Brain Candy, if you've seen it, you will. It's been a long time. Um, sure. Who just like just do not care about anything. They're complete nihilists. I think nihilism is, is a key of a lot of his characterizations. Sure. And that is the core of a Trump. Trump. Yeah. Now you sure. have to add some glibness to it and some brain fog, but yeah, you would think it's Mark because it's like Mark's made a living out of playing. His his Lord Michael's impression is perfect. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah okay. You know, you know, like he's that, that's you could turn that into Trump, but yeah, no. so I think it's Bruce. Okay, I think right. it's Bruce. All right, um, I I think it would be good to see that. Uh, it's kind of exciting that um, they they all decided to come back um and do the show. So yeah, I think that could be really good. Um, looking forward to it. And Dave Foley is Pence. <laughs> For sure. I can see it. Yeah.
Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> right, like that. They'd be, like, Batman and Wonder Woman are swimming in the ocean. <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. Remember yes. the Super Friends? I, I don't really remember it that well, but um, I I think it sounds Have you really seen good. a single Sid and Marty Croft show? I don't know if I have. Sigmund the Sea Monster? Land of the Lost? Lidsville? Yeah, I don't think Nothing! so. Nothing. 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 Okay. Now, just whenever I do that, you go, okay, let's, let's get you your pill and some applesauce. Come on. <laughs> Antiques Roadshow's going to be on later. <laughs> you want to take your nap so you can stay up for that. All right. Right? Yeah, sure. Come on. It's the Super Friends. I don't think I ever. Well, the Super it. Friends was cartoons before your precious Justice League Unlimited was. Whoa. Whoa. And that is the. Look at this hand. Uh-huh. This is the hand that shook Alex Ross's hand. Yes. All right. That's a, I, I'm you not may worthy. Kiss it. I'm not worthy. You may kiss it, but don't let it touch your face. Okay. <laughs> That's the era that these guys grew up in. Sure. Alex Ross, Jim Kruger, Doug Braithwaite, who I think is a little younger. <laughs> I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Maybe he's not, but uh, he's along for the ride. Yes. Uh, yeah. These guys remember the Justice League like that. Mm-hmm. So when they do projects... You're going to have, sorry, Wally, Barry Allen's going to be the Flash. Right. Even though he hasn't been the Flash, well, he's the Flash again now, but he wasn't yeah. the Flash for like almost 30 years. Right. Uh, you know, you're going to have cheesy villains. You're going to have t- Toy Man in there. Has yeah. anybody done anything cool with Scarecrow in the last 25 years? You're going to have Scarecrow in there. Uh, well, Brainiac that, mm-hmm. is going to be a green guy with dots on his head. Yes. He's not going to be a big floating head with metal head with tentacles or whatever. Right. right. That's what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. A lot of red tornado. Yep. You might get some uh, Apache Chief. <laughs> I don't know. I think the rights are kind of mixed up on that one. But... Uh, <laughs> That's the stuff that they want to show you, and that's the stuff that we're talking about on today's show, this mini-series from 2005 to 2007 from DC Comics called Justice. Yes. Um, should I give a brief summary of Justice? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, basically, a lot of bad guys kind of uh, teamed up by Brainiac and Luthor, who seem to be the, the cohorts manifesting this whole thing um a lot of them have the same horrific dream about the world ending and the the good guys the superheroes the justice league it's kind of their fault so the bad guys have decided to work together to make sure that this does not happen this vision of apocalypse yes this vision of apocalypse does not happen and part of that is attacking the Justice League in various different ways and making sure that they do not cause the end of the world. Uh, and a lot of things happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, not sure if the bad guys end up being correct in their vision of the end of the world. Well, um, we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, the thing about this is that this team of Alex Ross and Jim Kruger and Doug Braithwaite goes back to Marvel Comics and their Earth X series. Okay. So Mark Wade worked with Alex Ross on Kingdom Come um, around the turn of the century uh-huh. at DC, which was a vision of 
a possible future for DC Comics. It doesn't really matter. It's not supposed to be continuity, but it's a story about Armageddon and the way a biblical Armageddon, you know, seen through the eyes of a pastor and the way that superheroes fit into that. Mm-hmm. You've read this. Yes. Yeah. And that was like a sex issue or something like that miniseries. Um, you can only really get it in graphic novel form now. Yeah. Um, and that team was so successful, and that was basically like Alex Ross's like debut onto the stage. Mm. Uh, that was so successful that they wanted to keep the team together, and immediately Marvel Comics came calling and said, here you go. Do whatever you want. Do something similar for us. Mm-hmm. So they went, okay, we're going to take uh, – it's not Mark Wade anymore. He's doing something else. Um, Jim Kruger is another guy with a lot of ideas. What I like about Jim Kruger is that he sees the connections between things that have been there for years. Oh, sure. Yeah. He probably – everybody, I know it's cheesy and you shouldn't base your entire movie on it, but I bet like when Bruce Wayne was like, why would you say that name? Mm-hmm. Martha. I bet Jim Kruger's like, you guys didn't know that both their names Moms are Martha? Martha. I've been yeah. trying to do something with that for years. Right. He's the guy who sees like these connections that have been there the whole time. So he teamed up with Alex Ross. They did this uh, comic called Earth X, which was basically started off as a, because the mutants were so hot in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. What if everybody on Earth became a mutant? Right. And what would happen? But that then evolved into a series called Universe X and then a series called Paradise X that basically became the eschatology, uh, eschatology of the Marvel Universe. Like, what would happen at the end point of the Marvel Universe? Huh, okay. Um, it's, like this, pretty complicated. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy are <laughs> at the start of it, you're going to know by the end. Right, right. But it is like this weird grand tour of the Marvel Universe. Mm. And then DC's like, wait a minute, get back over here. <laughs> Do something for us. Because at the time, Mark Wade had been working with Alex, Alex Ross on a series of comics, uh, prestige format graphic novels mm. in what they called the World's Greatest Superhero Series. Okay. So had, uh, Superman, Peace on Earth, Batman, War on Crime, Shazam, Power of Hope, uh, Wonder Woman, Spirit of Truth. They were these sort of p- large poster size comics Okay. That were like ruminations on the mission of Superman, oh, Batman, okay. why sure. they do what they do. Right. And it was, um, oh, and I'm sorry, it wasn't Mark Wade. It was Paul Dini. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. And they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a collected version out there. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, you need to have these. They came out like 2005 or so. So that was going so good. They thought, well, why don't we do another one of these? Mm. Jim Kruger, what do you want to do? And he and Ellis Ross got together and said... You know what would be great? What if we had like one of these apocalyptic battles that were Alex Ross is always drawing where mm-hmm. somebody's on fire and it's the, those panels where like somebody's things are happening in the back. Tiny little things are happening. All these detail. Yeah. yeah. What if we did that but in present continuity? Like I don't care about Gog and Magog and Joker's daughter. Let's have like Superman and Brainiac fighting Metallo and Parasite and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so they wanted to do that. So they created this. Uh, miniseries that isn't in continuity. Okay, I was but basically, ask that, yeah, but, but yeah. basically features the classic Silver Age JLA, which wasn't all those characters had moved on by you know 2005, right? But yeah, what if like the Silver Age JLA fought the Legion of Doom? Yes, which you saw every week on Super Friends. Okay, but you didn't see necessarily in the comic because sure. the Legion of Doom could have been. Lex Luthor and Copperhead, or there was an interview right. with Alex Ross, and he's like, what if it was like 
the tattooed man and Copperhead. And <laughs> it's like, who cares? <laughs> like, we want to see all out fight tonight, drama, Bahama, like just everybody fighting everybody. And sure, who yeah. wins? Right, right, and then right. that same sort of Dini-esque core of a story, which is what what's the point why do we do what we do are the here are the villains right you know mm. do we um do we hold humanity back what what is the ultimate end point of the stuff that we do right and can we make aquaman a badass <laughs> that's the big question yes uh which remains a big question to this day mm. although i think really? jason momoa uh did a pretty Maybe we need job. to talk about a little more about this um series <laughs> uh what you think um I really liked it. Um, I guess I was, I, I know you are a huge Alex Ross fan and I've read some of his other stuff. <laughs> don't don't put words in my mouth. Uh, okay. All right. I like Alex Ross a lot. Yeah. I feel like his work is akin more to, I mean, he literally paints, but I think that he, I don't know. I think it works on some stuff. I think it doesn't work on other stuff. There, sure. were, there were times in Justice where I found the storytelling to be somewhat weak. And on like important plot points, like I'm used to him not necessarily in a Claremont Silvestri way drawing every physical beat of a fight between superheroes. Like often there's just a splash, a lengthwise splash panel, you know, where Batman's kicking Brainiac in the face and then there's other right. things happening. Um, but there were like specific things that in between um, Ross and Braithwaite, who in this case, um, Braithwaite, I think, did the breakdowns. Okay. Which is to say that he penciled everything and then Ross painted it. Whereas normally if it was just Alex Ross's name, he would do the pencils and painting and do everything. But he kind of painted over um, Braithwaite's pencils. So that okay. It speeds him up because sure. doing what he does normally takes a long, long time. No, I can believe that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, sorry, go ahead. So I guess I just, my point was um, knowing that you're a big fan i was kind of surprised that i haven't read this yet and i this is the first time i've read this um i thought i suggested it like years ago and yeah we just never i think got you probably did um but uh i yeah i really enjoyed it i think that um ross's style works really well for this story i think overall um there maybe this is just a fault of mine as a comic book reader um i wasn't always certain when i was like going through reading it because there were there were uh i think it, you kind of mentioned this there, there were certain pages where you you open it up uh you know and you got a a page and a b page uh and, and they're both open and you read straight across and then go back to the beginning and then straight across uh, and there were a couple of times where I thought I should read further down on the page and then I get back up to the top and realize, oh, no, There's I was supposed to read layout. across. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I guess that wasn't always totally clear to me. And I don't know that that's necessarily the fault of Braithwaite and Ross. That might just be me as a comic book reader, like being. Well, plus, you know, you, you read a book and sometimes you have to read a paragraph over again like what you right go back and read the paragraph again. right like so I, if i i read it incorrectly i would go back and be like okay this is the order i supposed to read it in right exactly yeah. um <laughs> but but like i said i think that's that's more my fault than, than anything and uh but i thought it was really great you got to see a lot of different characters yeah and the, the humanity of alex ross's work this is something that this is one of my sticking points for him i think what he does is really great um and he uh, th there's a deluxe edition of this. Oh, okay. Uh, which the show notes are filling up, but I'll do my best to put a link uh, 
to that deluxe version of Justice. Um, there's an Absolute Justice too. That's in a oh huge, the, the huge format. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, and the thing about Alex's Ross's work is that like it works at any size because it's just so detailed. Yeah. But it almost is too good. And he shows you like the pictures that he uses for reference. You know, he gets his friends and family involved. Sure. And so it's like, why does, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, your dad does look like Darkseid a little bit. <laughs> but there's something about, he wants to have it have a reality. So like Superman's, you know, suit, like the cloth sort of pulls. None of it sticks. It's not like the painted on abs, you know, that guys have. Sure. Um, and that's fine. But, you know, a little stylization's. Okay. I think so. You know, it's yeah. like how we got here. Yeah, absolutely. Everything has to be perfect. So part of it is like, I think it takes a, a little bit of the energy and kineticism out of comics. Mm. But there's a weird thing about seeing these characters look like real people. Like Diana doesn't look like a Cupid doll, you know, a top heavy Cupid doll. Like, right. She looks like a woman with features and, you know, and, and you know, lines on her face and, and, and things like that. And like um, he always draws Superman the exact same. He's got he uses somebody for a model. I'm not sure, um, and I think he blends a little bit of uh, Christopher Reeve into it too. I could see that. Yeah, but yeah. he always his Superman always looks the same, and his Batman is often like you know it's clearly a cloth suit, and he uses yes. like you know wound rope, you know, as the bat rope and everything like that. Like it's there's a certain aesthetic that makes it makes them feel sort of real. It would be weird to see a guy just walk in in a Superman costume in real life. Mm-hmm. But if the guy was 6'3", and he was, like, fit, and then after he said, well, goodbye, and then, like, floated out of the room, <laughs> it would be a little weird and off-putting. You'd be like, oh, my yeah. God. Right. That's how I feel sometimes when I read uh, things with Alex Ross's work in them. Yeah. Um, I could see that. I, I, I can really appreciate them trying to tell – like a story on this scale. I think that they were, they were very successful with it. Like, I mean, like I said, th- there's so many characters. This, in this. Yeah. This would be, this is a, the last two episodes of a season of justice. League right. Unlimited. Like this is right. the, the big finale. And, and I can really appreciate too, that it not only does it feature a lot of the good guys, it features a lot of the bad guys too. Yeah. And, and you know, some of them, I was like, who is this? Like, I think, <laughs> uh, Gig- Giganta, um she transforms into a giant lady uh and i'm sure i saw her in in justice league at some point but i was like who is this i think she had sex with flash great or no when he was lex luthor oh okay technically um (laughs) but i I, you know there's some other characters in this who uh, they they bring some kind of minor stuff or like lesser known let me put it this way somewhat lesser known stuff like I was really excited to see the Doom Patrol in this, for example. Yeah. Um, it's not just Justice League characters. Right, exactly. Got the Marvel family shows up. Yes. You know, the, the Metal Men are in it. Yes, who I was not really familiar with, the Metal Men. That was kind of new to me. Metal Men, like, they had never just hit on in the in the modern age, you know? Okay. But DC will never, and this is good, like, DC never lets go of its, of its cultural, like, history. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, if, yeah something's wrong with Aquaman's brain. Well, we need the best brain surgeon in the world. Get Niles Calder in here. Mm-hmm. Or like Red Tornado's broken and we don't have T.O. Morrow. So right. we got to get uh, um, the guy that made the metal men in here. I can't remember his name. I can't remember Crap. his name either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. that Yeah. I love stuff like that. And I love um, it's something else that I love is like these guys know the 
the subject matter so well that they're not going to do there's there's a thing and I did this too cuz I used to draw, you know, like little comics myself. Sure. There's a thing that you do in every Batman story which is some crooks are working in a warehouse or something like that and they're going, "Oh man, we never had a score this great" mm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're down from a skylight comes Batman. Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. And he does that thing where he stands up and his silhouette sort of unfolds out of the floor. Yeah, and then you hear and the then, bat theme or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. And the guys are like, waste him. And then you see his eyes narrow and then he throws a bat. You know, it's, it's, just, it's yeah. same beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the same beats like all the time. And I like the fact that they dug into what we know about these characters and they used the the aspects of their characters and their powers that we hadn't maybe seen before. Hmm. And also they used interactions between their powers, which I thought was really great. So you got things like, um, I always love the fact that people think that, you know, and this is partially the Paul Dini and Bruce Timm's fault, but hmm. people think that the Green Lantern ring can only shoot beams and make bubble shields. Right. It can, it's capable of so much more. The point is it can do anything. Yeah. It can literally do anything. Your imagination is limited. There are a couple things that it like, Specifically can't do for certain for reasons, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's, you know, he gets sent by Sinestro to out past the expansion of the universe or something like that. And he's Within like, a boom tube I don't something. know what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, well, um, we're running out of power. What if I sucked myself into my own ring? Can I do that? And the ring's like, yeah, of course. Right. Go and then it. like the, the ring is, you know, supposed to keep him safe. So right, and he he there is, and that's th- cool because he is, you know, because of the the nature of the ring, he's a game ender for the whole plan. Right, because the whole plan is to get these little worms into everybody, the, and if you have a weapon worm. like yeah. like the ring, like right. you stop. You, so we got to get rid of Hal Jordan. Right, and then Hal Jordan's story becomes this personal sort of rumination on he's looking. He's basically his life is flashing before his eyes, right. and he is seeing his life, and it's that. This is the one thing that this is the beat that you get in every Hal Jordan story, but it's such a good beat that it doesn't matter that it's not new, like the Batman skylight thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like th- being fearless means that you don't know how to value the things that are important to you, you know? Sure, and so yeah. he neglects Carol and he neglects his family and all this because he he has fear. Uh, he's fearless and he has will. The things that are important to him he forgets about, and so he's basically like trapped in this ring and kind of dying in a way and he's seeing all these things slash before his eyes and he's mm-hmm. wondering like what he's done with his life and yeah I'm just like Whoa. well that that's a mini series that's a three issue mini series yeah, by itself I know and I think one thing that's really great about that too is he's kind of having this back and forth with the ring because the ring can talk yeah and um He's like, I'm going to die alone out in space. And the ring's like, no, no you you're going to live forever alone. Yeah, no, and you're going to like, live forever alone. Great. <laughs> forever alone. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then, like, who is it who comes? Uh, the character who comes and gets him. Yes. Uh, is something, something, the stranger. Yes. Who, who is he? The Phantom Stranger. The Phantom Stranger. Is he a good guy, bad guy? Is he kind of in between? He is a, merely a stranger. Okay. He is a character. He's a mystical character. Uh, you'll see him show up in a lot of the magical books, Dr. Fate, uh, Hellblazer, okay, sure. anything that Satana's doing. And he is merely, you know, an observer of the universe. He's kind of like the Watcher, only he gets okay. involved a lot more than the Watcher does. Okay, sure. Um, and that's it. Yeah. I think... He's got, there are, he has many backstories that may be true or maybe not true. Okay. But you always have to work in 
that he's a stranger. <laughs> I'm not I think saying, it's and, and they do it in a really like, smart way him, because yeah. because Hal is in this construct of his life and he's regressing. Like he's now he's back to his pilot days, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You're too, you're crazy out there, Jordan." You know, and then he's with his fa- family, and his brothers are like. Your head is in the clouds, Jordan. You don't care about anything. And then he's a little kid, you know, and then he's, he's, if we let him, he would have Benjamin buttoned into like nothing yeah. if we let him. Right. But then, you know, he shows up and he's like, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. It's like, oh, you got us. <laughs> Martha, why'd you say that name? <laughs> yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah, I do too. And I love when he gets the ring back finally. Well, first of all, it's super complicated because their whole plan is, these and a lot of this you could have done 24 issues one of my complaints about this is a lot of it feels a little rushed a lot of things go boom to boom because the bad guys find out the good guys um secret identities which is totally necessary to have the stakes in the story yeah but they don't the only thing they do with that is just kidnap all their loved ones and then at the end of the story (laughs) at the end of the story they use the ring to wipe their minds of that information now Meanwhile, in main continuity, at about this time, there's a very important story happening where they wipe somebody's mind of information and it becomes a very moral sticking point in the history of these characters. Um, I won't ruin it if you want to read Identity Crisis. Um, But in this, it's just like, yeah, we did that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so I thought, so this is what I thought was interesting. So similar, uh, and I don't know who did it first. But but similar to this story, uh, it, it was in an episode of of the Justice League animated series. I don't remember which one, mm-hmm. but Batman has files on everybody, yeah, and he has all their secret identities because he has to know everything. Yeah. or you know, what if something horrible happens or whatever? How do so, we kill Plastic Man? Right, right. So similar to what happened in the animated series, it that happens in this too, and like he has the brainiac like worm things inside of him when he gives them the information yes and um i don't want to ruin infinite crisis for you but that's an important part of infinite crisis as well so i think it's just dc spent a lot of time creating interesting stories or like epic stories but definitely feeding on itself (laughs) and i think that culminated in blackest night but we can talk about that at some other time as well okay uh yeah you've got that so back in the world of the story here the heroes initially are all taken down um in a sort of um uh acts of vengeance uh marvel beat them to the punch by a lot with this but acts of vengeance was a crossover where all the villains got together and went why this is switch you think right. Spider-Man can face Norse magic? I'm Loki. Right. You know, and then like, you know, Absorbing Man's going to go uh, beat up Daredevil or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do that and everybody's down, but they eventually start to come back. And their plan is these worms are everywhere. We have to find a way to like protect ourselves and we don't have Hal Jordan to do that. Mm-hmm. So let's use the Metal Men. And yep. the Metal Men give everybody armor. Yes. Which... I think we've seen in another Alex Ross thing. It feels very familiar. I can't remember what it is right now, but okay. they all get leveled up because we've, we're, we're adding the heroes together now. Mm-hmm. But the trick is, is that half of the heroes that are in the thing aren't the guys in the thing. Right. So you've got a situation where you've got Hal Jordan fighting Sinestro and Sinestro's like, I'm gonna, this is it, Jordan, you're dead. I'm going to kill you. But it turns out that Hal Jordan didn't have the ring because he gave it to Green Arrow uh, to use. 
And so in the meantime, he's using the yellow ring because yes, there's a... Um, that they got. It's a long story, but there's... Sinestro has a yellow ring and there are other yellow rings. So he's got mm-hmm. a yellow ring, but he's also holding blue kryptonite. And the blue kryptonite plus the yellow energy of the ring look makes green. it look green. Yes. So they're fooled by this. And so once he... Once he uh, the secret's out, he can just fight Sinestro openly. With and he uses ring. the blue kryptonite. To stop Bizarro because that's what affects him instead of green kryptonite. He's, <laughs> green kryptonite doesn't hurt him. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And in the meantime, they've kidnapped all the loved ones of everybody. And one of those loved ones or friends is uh, John Stewart. Yes. Who, as far as they're concerned, has no powers. Right. But Ollie and Diana are sent, or uh, Dinah are sent to, um, to save them. And he shoots an arrow at Supergirl after telling Dinah, it's got kryptonite on it. Mm-hmm. And evil Supergirl's like, I can hear you, you got super hearing. And she dodges out of the way and it hits uh, uh, John, hits John. but it turns out it wasn't a, a fatal arrow and attached to the arrow was the ring. Right. Now he put the ring on, we got ourselves a Green Lantern. Right. It's just like, it's just, it's just so, you have to think 80 steps ahead to make this work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so then, because he is... He is like another Green Lantern. His power like gets rid of all the little worm parasites he can that were do inside of everybody. What John does, yeah, or uh, what uh, what yeah, Hal, Hal does, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and there's a big thing at the beginning of. Uh, so, no offense to the Flash, he's very powerful, but they feed him a little poison, and then suddenly he can't stop running. So, yes. Flash is out of this thing. Right. But like Superman is Superman, so they send Metallo, Solomon Grundy, Parasite. And uh, Bizarro all are yes. wailing on Superman. Yes. And Captain Marvel has to, like, come rescue him. Then later on, we get a similar situation where we see Superman. He's in his uh, Metal Man suit, and he's fighting guys. And they're like, we finally got you where we want you. We're going to get the trip tonight. You're going to get this. And they rip his suit off. It's not Superman. It's Captain Marvel. Right. Who begins to continue to kick everybody's ass. <laughs> and, that, yeah, and Superman is somewhere else. So it's, yeah, I mean, that's just like... I love that sort of hide it from the hide it from the audience. Yeah, they didn't know everything. No, no, we like to be surprised. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, I I thought it was interesting too. You know, we have Batman has the the parasites and he can't get rid of them, but the one thing that allows him to act normally is Diana's lasso. Yes, because um, it compels him to, anyone to tell, to tell the, the truth. truth. Yeah. So so then he's his. His normal self. He still has the things inside of him, but he's, uh, you know, himself. And, and, there's, and there's also a bit where she, Diana goes to, because um, nobody's seen Batman, so she goes to the Batcave to find out what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. And she gets to the, you know, the famous wall that's a hologram or whatever that conceals the opening to the Batcave. And she holds her lasso up and it makes the hologram disappear because it also compels. Yes. In a, it tells inanimate things must tell the truth. Right. Right. Uh, and then there was like uh, in the story later, they, they get Captain Cold and they're like, you know, it would have been great to use Diana's lasso, but that's being used right now. <laughs> it's like... Well, yeah, but but also the, he's the one guy that they've captured of the bad guys and they need to know the plan. And so they're like, we're going to have Batman, you know, brace him. And there's always you run into this thing a lot in this is a, there's an episode of JLU that's like this, too, where. I don't think I don't think like rank and file Gotham thugs, purse snatchers know that Batman won't kill them. I mean, that's the yeah. ultimate sanction, really. Right, if you're gonna, right, right. He talks about scaring people. What are we talking about? We're talking about dying, right? Mm-hmm. You're scared of dying. And so 
cold snart knows like his identity like he knows he has the one up on him and he knows that okay you can beat me up but you guys are good guys like how can you scare me you can't scare me Mm -hmm. and we don't see what happens because that's what they always do it's like no i don't i remember what it is it's in jla it's um they need to get the information out of uh, deadshot or whatever deadshot's like go screw i'm not getting paid to tell you anything and he's like let me have five minutes with him (laughs) and then if they walk off and off the screen and and he's like i'll tell you anything you want i'll tell you anything (laughs) and wonder woman's like what do you say and superman's like you don't want to (laughs) know It's it's one of those moments because he comes out and they're like, yeah, Batman's pretty good at uh, scaring people and bluffing. And like, he wasn't bluffing. He had the rope he had on the him. lasso on lasso him. Lasso on him the whole time. Right, right. Everything he said was true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that shit. Uh, yeah, I can really appreciate it. It was some good moments. I'm um, mad at the people that made Super Friends that they felt like, I guess, Martian Manhunter was too weird. Because it took me a long time to lear- wow. learn who Mar- Martian Manhunter was. Yeah. Because he wasn't in the kitty material. Okay. Okay. Um, He is, I think, a little bit more complicated of a character. But I think he's a really great character because he, Absolutely. Can, he can look like anybody else. Yeah. And, like, he can phase through stuff. He can fly. He has a lot of the same powers as Superman does. But he can do things that Superman can't. What if you combine... Yeah. Hey, X-Men, check this out. What if you combined Rogue, Colossus... Uh, technically Cyclops and Jean Grey all together. Right. Uh, you got and Mystique. Right. Right. Martian Manhunter. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think he plays a pretty big part in this story. And yeah, because really of somebody that. who you haven't mentioned. Uh, Aquaman. Gorilla Grodd. Oh, Gorilla Grodd. Yes. Um, there are a lot of really great uh characters in this, but uh, Grodd uh is is a great bad guy and then i i got to know more about him from watching the animated series grod has a weaponer's ring on his toe <laughs> because his, his feet are hands right right so he's wearing the yellow ring on his toe yes so we got gorilla grod mind controlling people and jumping around swinging from trees and shooting yellow beams and <laughs> i know crazy. it is crazy <laughs> um and and you know, there 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 are a lot of uh, Batman villains in this, like kind of briefly, like uh, yeah, Batman we... villains are the packing peanuts of this. Like you can yeah. always cram some Batman villains in there. I mean, I mean, you get um, uh, the Riddler, which I can appreciate because we haven't, you know, you don't necessarily see him a lot. Uh, Scarecrow, and then they, I I like that Joker is in this, but he is not the main focus, and he kind of pokes fun at that i don't want to ruin infinite crisis but there's a similar sort of role for joker in that in Mm -hmm. that he's not really in it and near the end he's a little mad that he was not invited to play yes um (laughs) although he shows up at the end of this he just shows up in a in a freaking dracula costume i know <laughs> while the, everybody's beaten they're all fleeing and and scarecrow's running away and joker's like blah blah he's like what are you doing he's like oh i'm part of the party and he starts he tries to bite his neck with his plastic teeth i know <laughs> like, what's going on what's going on <laughs> yeah it's good it's, stuff it's pretty great um I like that. I think this is the first time. Well, maybe not. Maybe I saw her in JLA, but I, I don't remember really seeing Cheetah a whole lot before. Yeah. This. So well, you're gonna see her in this the, year in the Wonder Woman yeah. movie. Um. So. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's like if Cheetah's stealing twenty pies or something like that, or whatever they used to do in the old days. 
it's fine. But like cheetahs complicated. Yeah. I think you can do a good cheetah story, but I think you know if it's not just she's trying to slash Wonder Woman and one was like, Don't slash me. I, I think it's it's tough because as you pointed out, when she's coming to the at the beginning when she's coming to the um the women's conference or whatever, yes. and she's like, yes. Oh, she's an animal activist and you're like, Why is she wearing like an ankle length cheetah coat? <laughs> and a cheetah purse and cheetah shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then like I don't Comics know, a couple don't... pages later, she, like, kills her cheetahs. Yes. <laughs> and comics don't didn't really care about that until just now. So, okay. yeah, I, I think you can do good cheetah stories, but, you know, just cheetah. Just I cheetah. know. I know. And, like, you couldn't, like, I know your your costume is made up of your cheetahs, but you, you, you couldn't just make a costume that looks like cheetahs that isn't actually real cheetahs. Um, I guess not. You know, I mean, like there's fake fur fabric out there, but uh, yeah, maybe that's a weird message to send, though. Wearing fake fur and being an environmentalist, uh, animal protectionist. Yeah, okay, it's complicated. Uh, We get a lot of side characters in this, uh, mainly because uh, specifically, you know, the the loved ones of the characters, the ancillary characters, have to be put in danger. Mm -hmm. So they kidnap, you know, Pie Face and Gene Loring or whatever. but we uh, get a side character in the form of Ralph Dibney, the elongated man, yes. who shows up in this. Yes. <laughs> One of those guys really loves Ralph Dibney. Yeah. Don't you think? Yes. And I don't want to spoil. But you like this? Yeah. I don't want to spoil uh, Identity Crisis or 52, but big, big role in that for, for Ralph Dibney. Okay. So, um, well, and then he got like so mad at like Plastic Man. <laughs> yeah, it's like we there only they did that be... in JLU too, and I don't remember if that was before or after this, but there was okay. also like because uh, Jeremy Piven was uh, voiced Elongated Man, right? Okay. And he's like they, okay. got, they got a plastic guy, they got a stretchy guy. What's going on here? Right, right. Why are there <laughs> both of us here? Yeah, yeah. But I just like I, I I this is something that used to happen a lot and doesn't happen anymore. But I I miss like the domestic superhero, and yeah, I mean it sort of. You know, make relegates the wife to being the homemaker or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can have mm-hmm. a career, right? But uh, yeah, it's like, honey, uh, you're stretching. Careful, the the phone cord doesn't stretch that far. And he's right. like, whoop! He loses the phone because he's stretching his neck right. into the next room. Right. Um, I like when he uh, he's a detective uh-huh. um, by trade, and so when he's looking at something like he he puts his fingers up and he makes his eye, eye bigger, really big. Yes, <laughs> like it's like it's a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's some sweet stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, and uh, Ray Palmer's in this, but he doesn't. Uh, I mean, he's around. He Is that really the Adam? Do a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he kind of helps, I think, make the metal man into the suits at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have Hawkman and Hawkwoman. Hawk Girl. Well, they call her Hawkwoman in this. Well, but... they alternate. I know. Um, so Shaira. Um. You know how I feel about uh, Hawk Girl. She's one of my favorites. So I uh, haven't really. I know in the comics it's not really the same. So well, let's talk because yeah. we talked about loved ones being in this. Mm-hmm. I see Superman kissing somebody, so I'm guessing it's Lois Lane. Yeah, right. but hashtag not my Lois. Uh, really, Lois? You know that Lois Lane is probably. 
top five, like one of my favorite yes. DC characters. Yes, yes, yes. And she does nothing in this. Yeah. Uh, okay, I see what you're like saying. Like Jean Loring gets to do stuff in this. Like yeah. she doesn't do anything in this. Yeah. Which is a little disappointing. And there's a little bit of relegating. Maybe it has to do with them liking the 70s versions of these characters so much. But there's a little bit of relegating women to the sidelines subservient roles yeah so there's yeah. there's a there's a there's a good bit about how um he, you know they're talking about the we're gonna meet at the fortress of solitude and hawker's like yeah i've been there and carter's like better not have been there <laughs> <laughs> and she's like oh you're my superman don't worry about it uh-huh. it's like all right fine but right. i just i find that you know it's baked into the character mm-hmm. that they are connected yeah there's no way yeah. around that yeah yeah i know and what I liked about the Justice League is that they presented that, but they subverted it because she'd already had this amazing relationship and connection with Jon Stewart yes. that I had never existed in the comics. Right. And then they had an episode with Carter Hall, but he just looked like a weirdo. He just looked like a weird fanboy who was on hot girl websites. Mm-hmm. And they found it hard to trust this guy because he was obsessed with... Shaira thinking that she was reincarnated or whatever. Right, right, right. They didn't, you know, we know in the comics it's all true, but they sort of put off this story. Oh, and of course, you know, we had the Thanagarian invasion and all that stuff too. But, um, But that was even sort of a different thing as well. And so think of what they accomplished with that character by unsaddling her from this dumb from Hawkman? Re- reincarnation plot. Yeah, I know. She she became so much more. She is I locked think. into all, only ever being girl version of male ver- hero. Yes, yes. I, I agree with you. And and that I think is present in this unfortunately. Yeah. Um even though I was I was happy to see her. Uh yeah, it was she was never not on the page with him. Yeah. So, uh yeah. And you've got, um, you got, <laughs> um, it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about, it. yeah. Uh, and, uh, what else do you got? Um, well, Brainiac, uh, yeah, you got Brainiac. Brainiac is like the main bad guy in this. Like Pretty him, much. him and Luther are kind of a team up, but like Luther doesn't really trust him cause he's got like this force field around him. Right. Cause he didn't want the worms. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, like you can't control me, that sort of thing. Um, Why did Plastic Man need a a suit? I guess he's not. I don't know. Is he actually plastic? That is a good question. If he's plastic, how can worms control him? Yeah. Well, I, they're they're I telepathic, Mister Mindworm. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and then they 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 show they have Savannah in it very briefly. Yeah, weirdly, just for a little bit. Yeah. And I don't want to ruin the new Fifty Two for you. Or countdown, but yep. if you want some Savannah, that's where you go. Yeah. But yeah, they just um, basically go. Yep, he's not in this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, Brainiac is kind of the mastermind. He kidnaps um, Aquaman's son, Arthur. Um, yes. And has he? He's doing something to him to kind of make him his own son. I don't know if it's the worms or it's something else. I don't know either. And that's one of the shortcomings. I, the, the impression I got was, you know, he did what he did to Aquaman, which was horrifying, yes. but tastefully rendered. <laughs> no, really. Because they could have gotten all gory with it. No, you're but right. But the way the characters we responded to what was wrong with Aquaman was like, oh my God. And I think that he was looking for, because he knows that, Aquaman is 
a telepath, mm-hmm. and specifically a telepath for um, aquatic creatures and sea life. Right. And he was looking for a way. How can I, I need a gorilla telepath? I need somebody that can control Grodd. So he was looking to see, in Aquaman's brain to see if he had the ability to. But right. apparently, Aquaman's son has the ability a stronger. As well. Yeah, has a stronger oh, telepathy okay. than Aquaman does. Okay. Okay. So he was going to use him to control Grodd. Okay, I guess I didn't quite get that. It's not clear. Okay, all right, uh, but he had like like little little red dots like brainiac like on his head but uh it was unclear like what that was doing or maybe it was controlling him or something like that yeah um yeah and the finale is um of course you know brainiac is you've got op characters sometimes Mm -hmm. Uh, dr fate didn't show up in this dr fate yeah you're right but of course he was never in the uh, cartoon um and so you know brainiac is doing this thing where he's downloading his consciousness into different bodies which is like well, that's annoying because yeah. he could have a body in China or something and we don't know about it. Right, 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 But right. we've got Zatanna who can just say, however you say, follow, follow him, him backwards. Yes. Uh, which is really great. But, of course, the last part of his plan is I have a body like in orbit of the Earth. And yes. so they teleport to orbit and Zatanna's yes. like, Ugh. I can't breathe. And if you can't yeah. say any words backwards, yes. then you can't cast any spells. And that no. would have been like Splitsville for Zatanna yes. if Superman and... Um, Captain Marvel. I think it's Captain Marvel. Right yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And they're they're able to save her, which is good. Um, and stop Brainiac. And right near, so he shrunk. So Brainiac also has shrinking technology, mm-hmm. and he shrunk his ship. Mm-hmm. And at that last part, the ship is coming out of. It looks like it's coming out of an eye, because he gets to his ship and he's yeah. flying, and we see an eye, and I'm not sure if it's a reflection. In of the ship in the eye, or mm-hmm. if he is. Because we've already had Ray Palmer go into an eye. Right. It felt like Brainiac was coming out of an eye. Uh-huh. But I can't tell whose eye it is. And it was yeah. a yellow eye. Who has yellow eyes? I do not know who has yellow eyes. Not Zatanna. Sinestro? I don't know. They're they're blue. Oh, boy. Because I don't know. all heroes' eyes are blue. Which yeah. Is dumb. I know. Um, Does Marvel have blue eyes? She better not. I don't think so. I... Guess I'd be kind of surprised if she did, but um, <coughs> yeah, um, I was amazed at, at, at all the characters they were able to put into the story and like keep the story straight. You know, yeah. Sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes they had to backtrack and tell you how clever they were being, right? Which is fine. Yeah. There's a scene where you know Ollie uh, and Dinah are minor players in this, but players all the same. Yeah, and so they dispatch. Um, you know, uh, Clayface and Scarecrow or whatever to uh, to finish them off. Mm-hmm. And then we have a scene where um, Dinah's like, I'm going to go downstairs and make some coffee. You know, they're in bed. Yeah. And he's like, all right, great. And then she comes back and he's like, oh, you got the wig on, huh? It's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> yes. And uh, it turns out not her. It's Clayface. And she yeah. attacks him. But Dinah shows up later and uses her sonic scream to, like, stop Clayface and get them out of the way and save Ollie. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's like, he's like, oh, that's okay. That's what it was. See, Clayface thought that you had blonde hair because yes. Black Canary has blonde at hair. that time. I think she's just blonde now. But at that time, she wore a wig yes. to disguise her identity. Yes. And so, like, he's like, he must have thought you were blonde. So that's what happened. She's like, yeah, but. 
why did you have the earplugs in? Why why aren't you deaf because I screamed? And he's like, oh, because I thought the wig meant extra sexy time. <laughs> and when you extra sexy time, you tend to... <laughs> Like they slip these little like adult jokes I, in there. Wow, I, I didn't get that. I mean, I remember later when they're uh, getting to the, the the loved ones and everything. He's like, "Okay, I gotta put my my uh, ear plugs in," and right. she kind of gives him this look, and he's like, "What?" Right. <laughs> my uh, girlfriend, my superhero partner. Right. I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> no question in this either, but. Um, uh, you know, I I think they they fit a lot in here. So, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yes. Badass. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's neat that um, we discover in this that Aquaman has regenerative powers. So he like part of his brain was taken out by Brainiac, but he grows it back. It's been a long, slow sort of thing for um Aquaman's the redemption of Aquaman from the guy that rides the seahorse. He rides a seahorse in this. He does. Call him pussy. <laughs> I dare you. He looks good. He does look good. But yeah, over the years, I think there are a lot of people that grew up just unabashedly like an Aquaman and going, all right, he can't just be a guy that swims and talks to fish. He lives under the sea, which means that his body is must desi- is designed to withstand pressures of, you know, intense pressures. Yes. Which means that he's strong, which means that he's durable. You know, if he shares the... Um, characteristics with sea life it means that he has regenerative uh, regenerative abilities like some sea life does mm-hmm. he can command literally all the fish in the ocean like so much so that like they can make an x yeah. in the water that can be right. seen from space yes uh and he's super strong and he's never gonna give up and he's gonna save his son and yeah i mean it's like you know it's, we're reaching mary sue levels here mary <laughs> sea levels I like what you did there. Mary C. Levels. Yes, I got it. You're welcome. <laughs> Last thoughts. Um, I I I really enjoyed this. <laughs> um, me. I would recommend this to to anybody who who is a DC fan. Um, especially especially if you're a Justice League fan, even though it's not canon. Uh, I think it's it's a really fun read. I think it's you know it's twelve issues, but it doesn't feel like uh you know, too much or too heavy. I, I think you, it's a quick read. Yeah, and it was released as 12 issues um, amazingly, completely on time, bi-monthly from nice. August 2005 to June 2007. So, Alex, work with a partner. <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah, it does. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, if you like DC, read it. it the cool thing about it is, <clears throat> and the way it's designed is, even if you are familiar with them only through various forms of cartoons and stuff like that mm-hmm. you're gonna get who these people are yeah and it's designed in such a way that even if you don't you get it we can just move over the fact that you don't know who the adam's wife is or whatever doesn't doesn't really matter right and also if you haven't read kingdom come i'd almost say read this first mm-hmm. because it will give you an introduction to those characters that you will see in an advanced form in a you know a future 10 years from our time. Right. It's a good introduction to the the powers that these guys struggle with, uh, then moving on to Kingdom Come. Yeah, no, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And read those Paul Dini prestige format ones. Those are good. That sounds good to me. I'm gonna have to check those, those out. Those are really myself. good. Yeah. They got uh, Superman, you know, flies a 
a tanker full of supplies to, uh, you know, an Egyptian town that's suffering or whatever. Okay. And he's doing the kind of things that you you assume that he just must do. The humanitarian In his free time. Things. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, I finished the story about the... Um, the quarterback or whatever it was <laughs> Batman versus Superman. Right. Uh, Kent, come on. You got to write this football team. Sorry. I finished that. And now I, yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. I have to um, drop a, a, a iceberg into a volcano. Right. So I got to go do that. <laughs> Hashtag justice. Hashtag justice. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that there is a petition going around that they... Release the Snyder Cut. Well, I was going to say people want Amelia Clark to play, replace Amanda Heard in the Aquaman uh, sequel, which I think is kind of silly, but... It's going to sound weird. uh Uh-huh. Because I guess I haven't seen if she's been in any, any movies or anything after Game of Thrones, but that might be a step down. You think so? They are neither of them good actors. Yes, but I would agree with that. One might be better than the other. I guess I've spent more time with one. Yeah. Uh, that That's a sexist thing, and I wouldn't worry about that. Okay. okay. It's based off I, the fact that... That she and Johnny Depp are having legal that issues? She, well, she accused him and I think sued him uh, you know, for abusing her or whatever. Right. And my thing is, I'm, I'm a cop. Imagine I'm a cop. Mm-hmm. My name is Officer Paul, and this is between you all. If nobody's in jail, then this is all civil. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's all he said, she she said. Yes. And I'm not condoning abuse, but I'm just saying it sounds like these two assholes were really mean to each other. So maybe I, it's I think a push, right about that. and nobody gets anything. Mm-hmm. And as far as like you know, but the accusations like ruined his his career or whatever. Did it? Yeah. Because he's been in a ton of movies. He's still in these Harry Potter movies. I know. And they're going to make more of those. Yep. And I think I think he's okay. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, there's just something about like a man can make a mistake and we go, he's trying. And a woman can make a mistake and we go, kill that bitch. Kill her. Yeah. String right. her up. Right. And she has definitely made mistakes. Yeah. But like. Why you want to ruin her life and her career. Right. Whereas you can't wait to go see Hacksaw Ridge or the next Mel Gibson movie. All is forgiven already. Right. But this person who, you know, clearly is not living their best life, but also has been the victim of -hmm. some things. Mm -hmm. um, You want to just go ham on her. Yeah. That is that is subsumed. That is sexism. No, I agree with you. Is what it is. Yeah. That is misogyny. Mm hmm. It just is true. Yeah. I, you know, you go online and you never see anybody post anything about um, a guy getting off of a rape charge. But when a woman, you know, falsely accuses somebody of rape and then it's revealed that she was lying and then she gets some jail time, people are just, dunk- yeah, I'm dunking on that C word. F yeah, you. I know. It's like, wow, you guys have a lot of pent up misogyny. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Try to put some things in perspective. Yeah, for sure. Brock Turner's walking around just right Ugh, now. Just gross. walking around. Yeah. We need a Punisher. We need a real life Punisher. I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. Well, the, it, okay. So Punisher is a fine name. It just it already means like him shooting them in the face, right? Or yeah. a grenade in their mouth. Yeah. So what's like 
slightly less bad than Punisher. I just want a guy that pantses people and like hangs them from bridges or something with their dicks sure. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's what's uh, not as bad as Punisher? The uh, admonisher. We need an admonisher. There you go. Yeah, sure. Why do I ask you if I'm just going to come up with I, I don't know. <laughs> Give me your best. What's your punisher? Like bouncing off ideas off well, me I mean, gives okay, you your that's ideas. That's the answer. What's your um, punisher? What's my punisher? Um, uh, the chastiser. There we go. <laughs> the chastiser. Ooh, that's a, that sounds like worse than punisher. <laughs> I can see the chastiser with a big cape, a lot of, lot of pockets and, and pouches on his belt. Yes. And Maybe, uh, maybe he's got a whip. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a flaming whip. Yes, there that, you go. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah. Sounds worse. It does sound bad. The admonisher. <laughs> the admonisher's the kind of guy that, uh, you know, would paint your ass blue and just hang you from a bridge in the quad. <laughs> that footbridge, you know the one. Yeah. Everybody makes out under it. <laughs> one day, there's Brock. Oh, man. <sighs> We get hot on this show. Yeah, we do. We definitely do. Yeah. Get hot with us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, Just Enough Trope. You know where it is. Follow us on the social medias. Also find us on the listening platforms that exist in the various internet places in the world. Subscribe to us. Give us a rating and a review. We appreciate those things. Those things move us forward. It's the call to action. If you like the show, if you like... Um, the admonisher painting people's asses blue. Uh, you know, give us just you don't don't have to give us any money. Just give us a five star review. Right. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, oh no no. Uh, we have give us uh, five blue asses. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, help us out. Yes. That's the best way because when you find something, you go. Well, it's got a lot of five star reviews. Right. Sounds sounds like it's good. Yes. That's how you can help us out. So we would appreciate that. Yes. Absolutely. Say more. Uh, we, we appreciate your support and your support means a lot to us and helps us, uh, continue to bring you the news that is fit to cast and dirty entertainment. And, uh, it's not going to get us to Emerald City though. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> not this year, not this year, maybe next year. What if we had a Patreon for like, uh, the first awards, uh, you get your name mentioned in the air. The second awards access to extra content. Uh, the, the, the high tier award will hire a, uh, epidemiologist to like solve <laughs> the, the coronavirus yeah there you go <laughs> we'll have our own specialists isn't that worth clock. it to you yeah what, what do you want from us <laughs> guys this is going really fast there's only 10 out of eight out of 10 is filled <laughs> right yes absolutely right. anyway so yeah give us five stars we'd appreciate it yes We'll be back next week to talk about something else. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caleb. I'm your co-host, Mika Keep the geek fires burning. Slowly.